You're listening to the Improved Photography Podcast. A dream is just a great idea that doesn't have a website yet. Let's make that a reality with Squarespace. Squarespace makes it so easy to turn your idea into a unique website. Showcase your work, publish content, or even write a blog. And you can even sell products and services of all kinds with just a few clicks. Squarespace has 24-7 award-winning customer support, and you're able to customize everything. You can change the look and feel of your site. You can change the settings. You can customize your products. And you use beautiful templates that are created by world-class designers. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. So be sure to head over to squarespace.com improve for your free trial. And once you're convinced and ready to launch your site, use the offer code IMPROVE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Welcome guys to the Improved Photography Roundtable, now part of the Master Photography Podcast Network. We are so happy that you and thousands of other photographers who listen to the show are joining us today. I'm Erica Kay. I'm hosting this episode. And today I'm joined by two of my favorite photography buddies. First up is Connor Hibbs. Hey, Connor. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing really well. Good, good. And the second yeah. person joining us today, I feel like we need a drum roll for this. <sighs> I think everybody's going to be, thank you. Thank you for that. I think everybody's <laughs> going to be really excited to hear his voice. We have Nick Page with us today. Hi, Nick. I am. How's it going? I feel like I showed up in a DeLorean of some kind. <laughs> Roll out the red carpet. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. I'm I'm back from 1984. It's pretty awesome to be here. <laughs> it is so crazy. Yeah, we we're talking, and it's been like a year, and that's that's mm -hmm. crazy. I've, it's mm -hmm. been a very busy year for me, but it's really cool to be on a show where I don't have to host. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure that's really for you. And it's so exciting that it's the three of us on this episode. Yeah, just it's the, the original portrait session. Yes, I love that. Um, so yeah, when, when we started talking about this, I was so excited that you were going to be able to join us. And I hope that eventually you'll be able to hop on some portrait session episodes with us too. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's just fun to like, I miss you guys. You guys are my yeah. friends. And like, you know, people that don't know all the behind the scenes stuff, I've remained good friends with everybody on the shows and yeah. I miss you guys. I miss getting to hang out with you guys on a weekly basis and, and all that stuff. So yeah, Me too. To be back. well, we're super excited to have you. So we're going to talk a little bit about Nick page. Don't you guys worry. We're going to get to that. But before we get there, we have to talk a little bit about these changes that are happening just as a reminder at the beginning of all of these upcoming shows so that you guys all know what's happening because I know several of you just kind of hop around between episodes and aren't following along in order. So we want to make sure that we are always clear with what's happening with improved photography and master photography so that everybody is not confused. So improved photography is transitioning over to just their education and their website. And Connor, Brian, Brent, Jeff and I have taken over the podcast network and we are rebranding that to be Master Photography Podcast Network. We have a website, masterphotographypodcast.com, where we have information about what is happening. We have an FAQ page. We have all of the shows, all of the podcasts and everything on there. So be sure to check that out. Another really important piece of the process is the Facebook group. So our Facebook group has originally been Improve Photography Podcast Listeners 
Well, officially, as of this week, the first visible step in the rebranding process is the renaming of the Facebook group. So it's now going to be called Master Photography Podcast Listeners. And if you haven't already joined, be sure you head over to Facebook and find us. You can just search Master Photography Podcast Listeners. But be aware that you do have to answer a question in order to join. You have to provide the name of one of us hosts. It can be me, Erica, Connor, Jeff, Brian, or Brent. But if you don't answer that question, unfortunately, we will not be able to accept your or approve your request because we're trying to keep the group to just listeners of the network. Um, And then we also want to remind you that we are returning to our separate feeds, which probably earns a round of applause from everybody. Um, (laughs) We had separate feeds way back in the day, and then we all went into one just main improved photography feed, but now we're separating everything back out. So if you loved to listen to portrait session, but didn't want to listen to photo taco or whatever, you now have the opportunity to discuss to subscribe just to one or the other or all of them. So be sure you go out and resubscribe if you unsubscribed um, last year when everything became one feed. I know photo photo taco is already out there. Um, I know Connor, you're working on portrait session, right? Yeah, we should be back up and running within the next week or two. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. And I know Brent and Brian are both working on their shows as well. So everything should be up in their separate feeds pretty soon. So definitely uh, make sure you're following along and and resubscribing to all of those. And just a warning, you are going to see pretty soon uh, the the visual aspects of the rebranding happening on um, iTunes and, and whatever podcast apps you use. So you'll see the logo change to the Master Photography Podcast away from the improved photography podcast, you'll see the name change and all that kind of stuff. However, don't worry, you don't have to resubscribe. You'll just see the album art and the name change, but you'll still get the same show, the same format. Everything will be the same. You won't have to resubscribe. You'll just see different things on on your iTunes or whatever you use to listen to the podcast. All right. That is a lot of changes. I just I know. <laughs> just like to say, Erica, take a breath. Because, I know, right? <laughs> because I that's know. crazy. I, <laughs> I don't envy all the work that you guys are having to do to make all these changes because it's not as simple as just like, yeah, we're changing the name. You have to change the feed and build a website mm-hmm. for each one. And you guys are doing a ton of work and I don't envy you. So have fun with that. Yeah, it's a <laughs> lot. Yes, and and. I want to personally thank everybody that's following along with all of this and being really patient with us as we get everything figured out. Because as Nick said, this really is a a ton of stuff that we're all happy to take on. We're we're really thrilled that Jim has made such a generous offer to have given us all of these shows. Just um, it is a lot of work and efforts and we appreciate your patience as all these changes go through. But once everything is done and the dust has settled a little bit, I think that all of us believe that these changes that we're putting in um, are, are things that we've been listening to everybody about and i think all of the changes are for the better and really gonna result in much better shows that come out more frequently from every feed yeah absolutely it's we're all super excited about it the changes are going to be great it is a lot of work we are having a (laughs) lot of conversations and a lot of decision making and a lot of building and all this kind of stuff but it'll definitely be worth it in the end totally Okay, so Nick, I'm going to take your breath or take your your advice and, and take a breath for a second and <laughs> let you talk for a bit. We want to know what's going on with you. And we know that the world of improved photography slash master photography, whatever you want to call it now, 
definitely wants to know what's happening in the world with, of Nick Page. So tell us a little bit about what's happening wow. with you. Well, so contrary to popular belief, I did not fall off the edge of the earth. <laughs> I, um, yeah, so I've been doing the landscape photography podcast for the last almost year now. And uh, that's been going really well had lots of great hosts and we kind of just continued on from where tripod left off um having lots of guests on and and sometimes it's just nick rambling about what's upsetting him this week but, <laughs> but which uh, i think people love yeah well, i don't know we've had lots of comments <laughs> but, saying that they miss the nick page rants so well yeah so, so i've been ranting a little bit on my show but that's landscape photography podcast and uh, no idea where i came up with the name it was just a bl- Amazing moment of inspiration. Good Lord, you're <laughs> such a creative, Nick. Yeah, I know, I know. I was really thinking outside the box. Um, so yeah, been doing a lot of podcasting, tons and tons of workshops and videos. That's kind of my business as a whole has kind of been all shifting towards the uh, educational side of things. So um, last year, I don't know how many workshops I led, but this year I'm teaching even more. So I'm teaching, like, I've already taught, I guess one workshop for the year. We did my wildflowers and waterfalls. Now I'm getting ready to embark on three Palouse tours plus a private tour after that. So four Palouse tours. Then I'm off to out of Chicago to do a speaking engagement. And then I'm going to Ireland and then I'm going to, um, uh, where else am I going? I'm going to Oregon coast for two workshops and I'm teaching in Moab out of Moab teaching in, um, Iceland with my buddy Thor. And yes, his name is really Thor and he's awesome. a native Icelandic guy and, uh, it's going to be sounds cool. sounds like a badass. Oh, dude, he is awesome. I mean, how can you not be with a name like <laughs> with Thor? With that name. Right? I know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what's going to be cool about doing that workshop with an actual native Icelandic photographer is the fact that, like, all of, you know, somebody will be able to pronounce everything. <laughs> be able to say, <laughs> oh, well, that just says, you know. So that's going to be cool. All these names I've been butchering for a long time because I've already been there like five times. We're going to have a guy that can actually say those words. <laughs> and then you can sit there and go, oh, yeah, that is the name. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I always say. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so lots of workshops. This year, I re- I, I've been uh, releasing more and more tutorials. So I've got like Mastering Luminosity Mass, which did really, really well. Um, uh, Essential Photoshop for Landscape Photography, which is also doing uh, even better than Mastering um luminosity mass and then i also have an astrophotography one i'm just releasing a set of videos with visual wilderness which is jan verena patel and they on that particular website there's people like uh Ryan Dyer and Sean Bagshaw and Josh Cripps and Ian Plant, pretty much like all the biggest names in landscape photography. And now and I get Nick to Page. see my name like snuggled up next to theirs and it makes me feel <laughs> all proud. So I uh, just did a, tut- a tutorial collaboration with them and then uh, Creative Highway, which does the, the five day deal every yeah, year. For- they're going Griffin to be, and Valerie over yeah, there. They're going to be selling fantastic uh, mastering luminosity mass. And it's crazy. Like things have just been steamrolling out of control and I'm just trying to write it and, and, <laughs> and try not to fall off. So that's pretty much what I've been doing for the most part. It's just that's so that stuff. Most of it is uh, landscape stuff, not doing much portraits anymore. Yeah. So I've, you know, 
as as I make a little bit more money with workshops and tutorials and stuff, it, it makes me kind of sit down and analyze what I enjoy. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you don't need the money anymore, that's the most objective. So that's when you're truly objective and you figure out what you will do. Because absolutely, when you don't need the money so much anymore, you start realizing, oh, I don't really want to shoot that wedding anymore. Mm-hmm. And, so, <laughs> and so like two years ago, I shot 28 weddings. This year, I'm shooting four. And nice. Good wow. for you. Yeah. Even with those four, I'm trying to weasel my way out of them because, because <laughs> I find myself just dre- dreading them as they're coming up. Like, oh, I've got that wedding next week. And it's it's not so much that I don't enjoy shooting the wedding. It's just some of the little things. Like, I really don't love doing the family portraits at the wedding because it just mm-hmm. feels like. Same. Yeah, it just feels like assembly line photography and there's no creativity and you get told what to do. And uh, Nick, I guess I'm discovering that Nick really doesn't like to be told what to do. It's a funny, <laughs> it's a funny thing. Um, so I'm doing less weddings. I'm still doing portraits, um, but just fewer of them because I just don't have the time anymore. I've it, The thing about teaching workshops and stuff is you're planning your year. You're planning your year a year ahead of time. So, Absolutely. Yeah. so when you, it comes time to do all that stuff, you're like, I don't have any free time whatsoever. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, that's kind of what I've been doing. So, that's so awesome. you oh. have this huge long list of workshops that you had listed off, but I have a personal interest in one of them in particular. Um, you said that you have an Ireland trip yes. coming up in the near future. Yeah. Um, so where, okay. where, are you going in Ireland? So we're going to be on the north coast of Ireland. So we're going to be going to places oh. like the Giants Causeway. And there, there's a couple of uh, old dilapidated castles on cliffs where you get to yeah. go down and shoot the seascape with a castle on the cliff. And like some of the most uh, just really cool um, shooting locations. We're going to be going to places like the the Dark Hedges and all of that stuff. And um, again, this is kind of turning into a theme for me, but I'm teaming, <laughs> teaming up with a local guy that, um, that is actually a good friend of mine. Uh, his name is Neil and he is awesome. If you're listening oh, Neil. from China. Yes. China. Neil. Oh, of course. My so little Neil. I love he's, Neil. Hey, he's Neil. going to, he's going to serve as the, the guide slash Gaelic interpreter. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and he's going to, he, he and I are teaming up on this and, um, yeah, we're going to be up on the North coast and p- part of how this came about is that the, the Royal Photographic Society of Northern Ireland asked me to come do a, a small talk. And I was like, Oh, cool. Yeah. That, okay. I'll do that. And then I was <laughs> like, well, while I'm there, why don't I do like a three day workshop? And then, and then one thing leads to another and I'm teaching in Ireland. So that's kind of how that came about. Dude, that's, awesome. that's awesome. I'm, I'm taking a trip to Ireland, uh, I think a little bit after your workshop and I'm super jealous because I'm going like in the exact opposite direction. I'm, I'm going to be uh, west and south and kind of wrap around up into Dublin. And I'm just, I don't have a ton of time there, mm-hmm. but I'm really trying to figure out how I could possibly squeeze a trip up to Belfast and over to Giants Causeway yeah. because the rest of the trip, I have a, a few photo projects planned, but it's also kind of a vacation with me and my wife. And Giants Causeway is the one thing that it, for a photographer, I'm just like that. It's gorgeous and dreamy. For those of you that don't know what it is, it's this 
awesome rock formation cliff mm-hmm. thing that for whatever reason the rocks have kind of formed in this um, hexagonal honeycomb shape yeah. that are kind of like at crazy different steps and is just like the coolest most photograph photogenic place that i think i've ever seen so i'm I'm trying to eke away up there but maybe maybe i'll just have to come and join you in ireland because yeah that that'll guarantee i get to go see it yeah mm-hmm. so the giant's causeway what that's called is basalt columns so if you if you live in an area with basalt rock it's usually kind of a volcanic area which we actually have some of that here in eastern washington so it's kind of like yeah that's cool but uh, <laughs> there's some in iceland too yeah exactly so well, fine. I guess it's not that cool. <laughs> no, but it's totally. It's Giants really Cos- cool. Yeah. Giant's Causeway. What's interesting is that it's going out into the sea. So it's kind of been smoothed in some way areas and there's just lots of it. So it's really interesting repeating patterns. And for landscape photography, it's it's awesome. Are, are you planning on doing any kind of portrait based stuff when you're there? Um, I might. I might be. I, I don't know. It would be kind of a like see if I can find a redheaded girl and <laughs> do some stuff with you know the green fields and stuff that might be cool but I don't know I don't know totally see, that's why you need to team up with me and Connor because you can plan the landscape aspect and then we can plan the portrait aspect that's yeah. very true this is true and then I'll get to see cool parts of Ireland <laughs> <laughs> right <clears throat> oh anyway sorry I, I as I said I have a trip or later this year. And I'm just particularly excited to hear about what you are going to be doing there because maybe I can try and be a copycat Nick page. <laughs> and yeah. Ireland is awesome and I'm looking forward to it. I've never been obviously. And that's why we've got Neil, but um, I think it's going to be really, really cool. And that's actually one of the only workshops that I have any room. I think it is the only workshop that I have any room on everything else sold wow. out within like 20 hours of, of launching Sheesh. it. I've got that's two amazing. More it's crazy to me. Like it's absurd. Like my first Oregon coast one, I never even got to release that publicly because it sold out in 22 hours. And that was just with like the pre notification list. Wow. So Ireland is the only one that I think requires more planning and, you know, trip planning and the expense of getting there. So it's taken a little bit longer to fill up. So if people are interested and you want to go to Ireland with me, uh, yeah, you can do that stuff over at nickpagephotography.com. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, looking forward to it for sure, because it's, that's the thing is when you're teaching workshops, you end up going to the same places over and over and over and over. You kind of get <laughs> yeah. into a rut because, you know, I've already got a, a portfolio established there and I know the area really well. And it's hard to make time to find a new place to go. And so anytime I get to go somewhere new, that's the exciting trip for me now because I end up going to the Oregon coast, the Palouse and Ireland every year now because that's kind you of. You mean Iceland. Oh yeah. Uh, Iceland. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's really easy to get stuck in those ruts and I'm looking forward to something new for sure. Yeah, oh, that's poor exciting. Nick getting stuck in a rut, going to Iceland. Over <laughs> <and> over. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. it might as well be me. Yeah. What about next year? It says, it just looks like you have a couple yeah, in the works so, for next year. 
So next year we'll probably have uh, some of the same stuff, but I'm going to be phasing them some things out like Palouse. You know, I love teaching my home area, but I'm going to start phasing that out probably just because you can only teach the same workshops so many times before it becomes soul sucking or at least yeah. not as interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but next year I'm going to be te- teaming up with some other photographers. It's not nailed down in stone, but it, there's definitely a Faroe Islands trip. Ugh, I'm going <laughs> and and we're going to be doing one in the southwest kind of in the northern Arizona southern Utah area with some lesser known areas that are a little bit hard to get to um, nice. also the Iceland trip in 2019 is going to be during the summer and mm. Thor and I have been talking about how we're going to do this rather than staying in hotels we're going to be staying in tents that way we can chase light and so oh, it's that's going awesome. to be kind of a you know, a week long light chasing experience where we just go where the light is good and pop a tent. And that's going to be yeah. pretty awesome too. They have camper vans there too, that you could rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and sleep a couple people per van. Absolutely. So that's not a bad way to go because otherwise you get stuck into an itinerary and for landscape photography, that's not ideal, especially mm-hmm. in a place with Iceland where one side can be like super dramatic light and the other side can be empty skies or it can be raining for three days in the right. south. And if you have to stay down there, you're just stuck with that. But if mm-hmm. you're able to chase the light, you're going to get a lot better photos. Yeah, that's, that's smart. awesome. Cool. When is When are you doing Pharaoh? Uh, don't know yet. It's probably going to be spring or summer, um, but I'm going to, I'm teaming up with a guy that goes there all the time. So I'm going to kind of, you know, let him dictate when we go because he knows mm-hmm. the place. Uh, but I'm excited for that one because that photographer, should that, should that particular trip happen, he's awesome. Like he's one of the photographers I look up to big time. So actually both nice. of these photographers are. So that'll be cool. That's super cool. Well, um, in private messages, you should let Erica and I know when that gets planned <laughs> okay. first for, for reasons before okay. anyone else. All right. Yeah. That's, that sounds Dibs. good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we obviously love hearing about what you're up to, but we know that our listeners are dying to hear some classic Nick page advice especially since you haven't been around for a while. So we want to hear two pieces of advice that you'd like to share with us that maybe you've learned since you were with us a year or so ago. So I guess one of the things that's been on my mind a lot lately, and this is going to sound like grumpy, ranty Nick, (laughs) probably, (laughs) but there's just so much. And I know I experienced this more, obviously in landscape photography, for sure. uh, And definitely more in the Pacific Northwest, but there's so much more of... The, the whole emulation versus just like not being creative at all. And there's so many people that just go to a place to take the exact same photo that other people have already taken. Like, the, you know, they're trying to even line up the exact composition that they saw in that one photo. And while it's a great idea to do that when you're first learning and when you're first picking up a camera and when you're first like, you know, just figuring out what this landscape photography thing is all about, that's totally understandable. But when you're doing it after you've been doing it for several years, there's nothing creative about that. And I, you know, with my own photography, I, I almost feel like dirty when I go to a place and I feel like I can't come away with something that hasn't already been photographed. Like it's hard for me to even take the camera out of the bag if I feel like I'm not being creative. 
And yet I see so many people content with just going and just doing, doing the baseball card. Like I'm going to get a Tipsu Lake with a Mount Rainier in the background and boom, that's, that's the shot I came for. And even though that particular shot has been taken by every single cell phone that's ever driven by that, that particular scene. Um, so I, I've really been trying to push people towards getting out and getting more creative and trying to go off the beaten path a little bit and try to find something unique and different rather than just going to those, what I call baseball card locations where people are just kind of collecting that shot. Like I got, you know, I got that shot. There's so many of those kind of places in the Pacific Northwest that some people, some people do nothing but that type of photography where they just go there, they stand in the spot and they click that same shot, at the same focal length, same time of day as every other shot that's ever been taken there. Mm -hmm. I've been trying really hard to push people towards being creative and, and, you know, stretching themselves a little bit because I see so much of that. Just, it's just kind of like lazy in a creative way or creative laziness where they just go and emulate rather and copy rather than, you know, flex their own creative muscles and try to do something that's a hundred percent them because that is so much more fulfilling in the end. Those are the, those are the photos that if you were going to hang one on your wall, you would hang the one that you found at original composition rather than that one that you can't tell if you took it or the hundreds of other people took it because they're just all the same. So really been pushing people towards that. And also this, this one is more just on a personal level and people are probably not going to be able to relate with this at all <laughs> unless, unless you're a full-time person, but hobbies are important. And, uh, for the oh, longest yeah. time, photography has been my only thing, you know, like mm -hmm. it, when I had a day job, I couldn't wait to go do photography. And then when photography became my day job and I got to do it all the time, you know, every day, I just did it all the time, every day. And when I would get done doing photography, I would watch a photography video and then I would watch a tutorial and then I would watch Thomas Heaton videos. And then it was just like all photography all the time. And I never got a break. And if you do that long enough, you get burnout guaranteed. Absolutely. Yep. You cannot do one thing all the time. And granted, Nick Page probably loves photography um, more than the average bear, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> eventually, and it took a long time, but I finally got to that point where I was like, I, dude, I just need a hobby. I don't care what it is. And so yeah. now, lately I've been golfing a lot and in typical wow. Nick Page, well, I've always been a golfer. That's why I'm yeah. on a golf course, but um, in typical Nick Page fashion, like I can't just kind of golf. I have to like, live and breathe it. And, like, it. and so now like here I am after two back surgeries and I've got here I am golfing like all the time. And yeah, that's why I was so surprised because of your back. Yeah, it's okay. Actually, my back is not the problem. I'm like developing tendonitis in my arms because, oh I'm, because I'm playing. You need your arms for photography. Well, kind of. That's what monopods are for. <laughs> um, I'll be the old feeble guy with monopod. But, um, but yeah, so like here I am, big, overweight, like middle-aged white guy and 
practicing like I'm, you know, Tiger Woods in his prime where like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do what athletes do without all of the, you know, whole being in shape and being an athlete thing. So like I'm developing tendonitis and like, you know, I've got all these problems because I can't just kind of do stuff. I have to do it like 130%. And, but anyways, just the doing that little bit of golf has helped me um, feel a little bit more fresh when I go to, to take, go do go to take photos, um, because I'm not so burnt out and I'm like, I'm going to take another one of these photos because I've seen it all from myself. Um, I'm a little bit more fresh and I'm a little bit more enthusiastic and excited when I finally go do photography. So yeah, that was a long winded way of saying you need a hobby and that's, Oh man, I've, I have been feeling that a lot recently yeah, with myself. Too. Not, not to say that I'm feeling burnt out on photography, but I, I think it was actually at the retreat. I was talking with somebody and they had asked like, Oh, so like, what do you do um, outside of photography? And I sat and realized like, I, I don't, nothing. I do more photography. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't not do photography. I do photography or I'm sitting at home working on stuff for my business for photography. And then my wife gets home and we have dinner and then maybe I work on some stuff a little bit more, but usually I try and spend time with her, but that involves sitting and watching the office or something. <laughs> and, yeah. and I, I, that can after be a that, hobby. I kind of had this eye opening, like maybe I should have something else that I can pour some interest into and um, be just out outside of just photography. Mm-hmm. Not to say I have any intention of leaving it. It's just like, okay, well, maybe I should find enjoyment in things that aren't explicitly my job. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, is when you do that, everything else will get better. So if you, if you spend just a little bit of time away from photography, you're going to like photography again, which will make you better at photography. So it's in photography's best interest to do something other than photography for a little bit. That way you don't, you know, hate it. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I can attest to that. I have recently become obsessed with gardening and landscaping and I want to spend all of my free time in my front yard and my backyard messing with flowers and plants. And because of that, I am so much more refreshed when I go to a wedding or to a shoot or even to the studio to just to work on the business. Like I feel like a new person. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. It's so wonderful. So I think that's really solid advice. Yeah. Go do some real work for a little bit and it makes you appreciate our cushy jobs once we go. Then <laughs> we're lucky. And sometimes if you just live and breathe it and you do only that, you forget just how lucky you are. And Absolutely. Yeah. So. Is it bad that my interest has become whiskey? I, I've, I've gotten really interested in whiskeys and different kinds of that. You guys are like, yeah, I'm going how, out and being real active. It, it depends on just how far you chase it every night. <laughs> if if right. you really pursue your your passion every single night for too many whiskeys, <laughs> then it could potentially pose a that problem. That might be a problem. It's, it's yeah. not so much about the volume of drinking it. It's, it's more just being able to tell the differences and learning about the different processes. That's cool. I don't know, man. You're it's been fine. A, you should make it rather than drink it. <laughs> oh, I, I would, but it's illegal. It's not oh. legal to oh, make yeah. whiskey um, or any kind of distilled spirits. I mean, you could do it, but is so, that a Colorado thing or no, no, that's a um, whiskey. This is total side tangent thing, but um, because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's different than brewing beer because it's distilled. So because you're boiling off the alcohol, and uh, making it more and more concentrated, um, like yeah. governmental agencies in it's the U.S. It's actually moonshining. You're yeah, it's, have to it's go, considered moonshining. You're gonna have to knock out oh, a couple yeah. teeth and go do it, but down by the creek. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. That's but how we I get guess, our Kentucky moonshine. I guess we should say uh, hobbies in moderation are okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hobbies in moderation. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> let's uh, let's kind of get that conversation back away from the whiskey. Yes. Back to mm-hmm. family friendliness. Um, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Support for today's show comes from Squarespace. Think it, dream it, make it with Squarespace. With beautiful templates created by world-class designers, Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a new and unique website. Customize everything from the look and feel to settings and products. All are optimized for mobile right out of the box with built-in search engine optimization, which as we all know is super important. You can showcase your work, your blog, or publish content. You can announce a special product or project and even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. Then use Squarespace's analytics to help you grow in real time. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. Though if you do have a question, Squarespace's award-winning 24-7 customer support is there to help. Keep dreaming, but make it a reality with a website from Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com improve for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code improve to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com improve offer code improve. All right, guys, we are back today. I am Erica Kay and I'm here with Connor and Nick Page. And we're going to finish up by talking about our doodads of the week. So Nick, what is your doodad for this week? It is yet another camera bag because I like to spend everybody's money in large chunks rather than these small, cute chunks. So I'm going <laughs> with a large chunk and this is going to be the Shimoda 40 liter. I did a review on this bag a while back. I've done a couple videos about it. And it has done nothing but grow on me since recording that that video. Um, it's it's a landscape photography oriented bag, and it is so comfortable. It's the most comfortable bag I've ever used. It is very functional. It's very weather resistant and water. I wouldn't call it waterproof, but it's very water resistant. And the thing has just grown on me big time. So that would be the Shimoda 40 liter, and awesome. That's bag. a big bag. Uh, yeah, the 60 liter is a pretty large bag, but the 40 liter is kind of that nice happy medium where it easily fits into overhead carry on. Um, mm-hmm. I believe the 60 liter does as well. But it, it, to me, for a landscape photographer, it just it's a nice it's a nice size. The 60 liter holds a whole lot more and you can stuff that thing full of everything imaginable. Uh, but I think the 40 liter is my favorite. I have both because I have a problem and, <laughs> and uh, the, I think the, I prefer the 40 liter just because I feel like the design is a little bit more uh, watertight, weather resistant. And uh, for most people, that's going to be plenty of bag. So yeah, nice. yeah. That bag. I, I've, I've been using a, a think tank 40 liter and while that is definitely a large bag, it's not ridiculous. It, it would be very large for you, Erica, but that's yeah. because you're petite. Um, yeah. where for guys, the size of Nick and I, I actually, I realized that I think that I've shrunk about an inch, um, in the past couple of years. And I think that might be because I carry around completely full 40 liter bags. Probably. Um, but, but it, it's definitely not, I don't remember where I was going with that. It's not a terribly <laughs> not large too bag. Bad. It's, it's, it's a pretty reasonable size, especially if you carry quite a bit of stuff. Right. And nice. just, just because a bag is 40 liters does not mean that you have to fill it completely up, especially with the heavy stuff. The nicest Says part you. about, yeah, the nicest <laughs> part about having a bag is, you know, especially these, these, these ones where they're designed a certain way is you put, 
uh, your camera gear in the ICU compartment, but then you can stuff extra coats and all kinds of less heavy things in the in, in the other compartments, and you got more room. Um, it's nice to have more room than you need than not enough for what you need. And most definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. Well, my doodad this week is called Rescue Time. It is a program that runs in the background of your computer and it keeps track of how you use your time. So it's really good for people who are trying to analyze how they're using their time and their business. So it tracks everything that you do on your computer, which maybe is a dangerous thing for some people, but for people like me, it's not so bad. Um, it will tell you how much time you're spending on email, on social media, on just general online stuff, on editing. So it like tracks how long you have Lightroom open or things like that. So it sends you these weekly reports so that every week you can see how you've spent your working time. And it's been helpful for me to kind of try to keep track of editing time, especially because when you're trying to price things out and trying to figure out what your price point should be, you have to take that time into consideration. So it's really helpful for things like that. And it's also really helpful for how much time I spend on social media because it's a lot and I need to not do that. So um, it's really helped me realize how much time I am on social media and uh, has encouraged me to stop being on social media so much. <laughs> that's that's definitely pretty awesome. I, yeah. I've been using other kinds of efficiency software stuff, but I, I think having something that would actually specifically tell me how my time breaks down would be really useful. Yeah. It's, um, it's a little shaming. Yeah, I feel bad I when you get that email. So. <laughs> I, I think that that'll just help to put an actual number on how much of a squirrel brain I actually have. Yeah. Um, because I constantly find myself editing and working and then I'll think about a random thing and I'm like, I need to go Google that. Like, um, no, Connor, you didn't need to look up who, Richard the Great was or something like that. Like that's not a person, but um, I, you know, it's, it, I, I do that all the time. So having something like that to shame me and make me feel even worse about the fact that I have a short attention span would be really useful sometimes. Nice. Yeah. Um, so my doodad is um, something that I wish that I have been using and I'm starting to use now. And that is Backblaze. Um, if you're familiar with online backup, they are a, a pretty prominent name in doing that. And the reason I am putting that as my doodad is because I had an experience just this week where um, both my regular operational hard drive and my backup hard drive that I keep on my computer failed on me. In the Ugh. same day. Connor, so, you had the worst week ever. Oh, it was, it was, um, definitely not my favorite. Um, thankfully I tend to not delete anything from my cards until I have it in at least two places. And usually those two places, I'm not just talking about my operational drive and my backup. I'm talking about my operational drive and my Drobo. Um, but I, even that has not been sufficient enough. Now I'm a little bit scared. I very nearly lost a very large job that I had. Thankfully the first operational drive that I had wasn't, it didn't just die completely. It was just dying. So I was able to very slowly pull all of the images from this one big job off of the drive and saved it literally four minutes later, it died completely and has not come back to life. So I, I just barely squeaked by, um, lawsuit and or having to go back in a shameful, completely unprofessional way to this company and saying, Hey, we need to redo work. Yeah. Um, so I, I saved myself, but I also lost uh, about a month and a half of work because I'm not very good about backing up to my Drobo. And um, thankfully I, I 
at, at least all the stuff that I have to have um, is still with me. But now I have tried to find a solution that is going to help me um, maintain better backups than what I have right now. And Backblaze seems to be the option for that. Oh, what a nightmare. I'm so glad you got that figured out. Oh, yeah. I was um, I, I have not had a panic attack like that in I don't know how long. Um, so it, it, it's been I, anyway, I'm I, all is well. Um, not thrilled about it, but make sure that you're doing a good job of maintaining maintaining a three to one backup strategy and online backups such as Backblaze is a fantastic option. They have unlimited data storage um, for just $5 a month, which is pretty ridiculous. It's actually cheaper than that if you buy it in bulk. So if you go up to two years, I think that you're spending um, just a bit less than that even. Um, so it's, it's really totally worth it. It's not like Dropbox or anything like that. You're not intent. The intention isn't for you to be able to transfer files back and forth. It's just supposed to be there as a hard backup um, or I guess a cloud backup to your hard copies of stuff. But it, it's fantastic. And at that price, um, it's it's really hard to beat. Yeah, it sounds like it. Totally. Okay, cool. So just a few final reminders for everyone. Don't forget, we do have a new website, masterphotographypodcast.com. And on on a similar note, be sure that you're still continuing to support improvephotography.com. We are still very much a part of the improved photography community and we very much support the education and the blogging and everything that happens over there on improvephotography.com. So make sure you're still continuing to support Jim and all of the wonderful people that are contributing to improve photography through their blog posts and their education and training. Um, so, you know, if you continue listening to us, we just want to remind you to always continue to support them as well. And then again, with our Facebook groups, our new master photography rebranding will remain the same group on Facebook. Just the name will be different. So it's master photography podcast listeners. You can search for that on Facebook and find it there. And then you can also search and find the portrait session podcast listeners group on Facebook as well. And if you want to check out any of our work, you can find me online and on social media by searching Erica K photography or UA creative studios. You can find Connor at connorhibbs.photography and on social media too, right, Connor? Um, yes, just Connor Hibbs Photography on social media. Yeah. And of course, we can find both of us at the portrait session podcast.com. And for Nick, you can find him at nickpagephotography.com and you can listen to his landscape podcast at www.landscapephotographypodcast.com. Thank you guys so much. And we'll talk to you all again next week. 